Chapter 2, Neurology. Topic 6, Intracranial Hemorrhage. Our next topic of discussion, intracranial hemorrhage, is subdivided based on the different compartments where hemorrhage can occur. Intracranial hemorrhage can involve many different spaces of the brain such as subdural, epidural, subarachnoid, or parenchyma. Each of these produces a unique set of imaging findings, potential complications, and has key associations to be aware of. To get an idea of the location of hemorrhages, we will review the layers covering the brain. From superficial to deep, it is the scalp, periosteum, skull bone, dura mater, subdural space, subarachnoid space, and finally, the brain parenchyma. The first type of hemorrhage we will review is epidural hematoma. This occurs due to temporal bone trauma resulting in rupture of the middle meningeal artery. A typical history is trauma resulting in loss of consciousness, followed by a lucid interval, and then rapid clinical deterioration, which will present as sudden onset nausea, vomiting, and coma. Diagnosis is made with a non-contrast head CT, which will demonstrate a lens-shaped hyperdensity that does not cross suture lines. Management is with emergent surgical evacuation and decompression to prevent life-threatening herniation. A common complication is transtentorial herniation. This presents with ipsilateral pupillary dilation due to compression of extrinsic portion of cranial nerve 3, a down-and-out pupil, due loss of cranial nerve 3 extraocular muscle function, and ipsilateral hemiparesis due to compression of the contralateral cruise. The next type of hemorrhage is subdural hematoma. This occurs due to rupture of the bridging veins. A typical clinical history is a chronic worsening headache and confusion over days to weeks in an elderly patient or chronic alcoholic. The patient may or may not recall minor trauma. Focal neurological deficits may also occur due to mass effect. Non-contrast head CT will demonstrate a crescent-shaped density that crosses suture lines. Depending on the severity of symptomatology and size, management may be with surgical evacuation if it is large, or with observation if it is small and there is no significant mass effect or neurological deficits. Complications are typically related to mass effect or herniation. The last type of hemorrhage we will discuss is subarachnoid hemorrhage. In non-traumatic cases, this is most commonly due to rupture of a cerebral aneurysm. Patients will present with a sentinel headache that occurs days to weeks prior to the subarachnoid hemorrhage, followed by a sudden onset severe headache, often described as the worst headache of their life. Patients may also have meningismus symptoms and loss of consciousness. Diagnosis is made with a non-contrast head CT which will demonstrate hyperdense blood products filling the subarachnoid space. Treatment is with coiling or embolization of the aneurysm and nimodipine, a calcium channel blocker, is initiated to prevent vasospasm. In addition to vasospasm, other complications of subarachnoid hemorrhage include seizures and hydrocephalus.